When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for the 5 Reasons Sports Network and 5 on the Floor. As you know, we have a YouTube channel. It's called the 5 Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on because you want to get content like this. This is the Floor Crew a weekly show that's hosted by Jonathan Ramlikan along with special guest host. This week that includes Matt Hannafin and Matteo Mayorga. This is the floor crew looking ahead to the last third of the regular season for the Miami Heat. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the Miami Heat Floor Crew, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm your host, Jonathan. We got Mateo, we got Matt, we got Double M's here in-house, um, and we're post-All-Star break here at the floor yours at the uh, Miami Heat floor crew and guys we're going into the playoff push we got the floors yours coming up next so make sure you guys keep it locked here um, on the five reasons YouTube sports network channel and um, yeah guys we'll get right into it right obviously with coming into the playoffs we added Delon Wright right now it makes things a little different not too crazy right but going into all-star break you add two players that potentially could make really good additions now with Terry Rozier, obviously he's week to week with that, you know, sprain. Um, he potentially could be out, you know, for a good couple of weeks. But with him and DeLon Wright, that really shores up two things that we had issues with coming into the, you know, the season, which was the point of attack and then also the point guard position, right? So now having both those guys, maybe it's not one person that can do it all, but you have two guys can sure up, sure up some of these holes with it, so some of those things. So, uh, Mateo, I'll start with you, my man. You know, what do you think a full strength heat roster with those guys? You know, you have everybody else coming back healthy afterwards, maybe a Josh Richardson coming into the playoffs. How does a full strength heat roster, you know, stack up and go up against the rest of the East? Well, since right now they are the reigning East champions, they've had a week to recover. And again, this is also when they are at full strength. I'm going to go with they are a team that could take out anybody, but they can also lose to anybody as well. They haven't shown me too much yet on the defensive side. Uh, throughout the season. I guess that's why you need Delon Wright. He's someone who has been regarded as a point of attack defender with a 6'6 wingspan and quick feet. He is someone who I believe 
Eric Spolstra is mainly going to use in case of an, aver- an emergency, excuse me, to slow down the quicker guards like a Jalen Brunson, a Trey Young, Jamal Murray, or a DeJounte Murray, just in case. And I, I think he's going to be very effective. He should be able to provide 10 minutes uh, of havoc and disruption. And what's the other, excuse me, the new guy, Terry Rozier, uh, unfortunately, he's a little wounded right now. But what's so important, what he brings is the opposite of Kyle Lowry, speed off the dribble. It's so valuable for a player to be able to break down a defender without the help of a teammate setting a screen because what it forces the defense to do is either give up the shot or send some help and that's going to leave one of his teammates open. Rozier is a decent playmaker and despite his miniature size that will make you know some traps hard to decipher but he's a good player and all of these things are all well and good but what really is going to make this team hit another level is it vintage Jimmy Butler returns and for the most part the last five games before the all-star break we were kind of seeing that guy the Heat won four of those games and Jimmy was playing exceptional ball and he's the V12 engine that makes the machine work and when he is getting to the line repeatedly and breaking down his defender he's the one who gives his teammates more space to move and you know get to the basket and or also take shots from range so this is a team that right now I believe they could take out anybody or lose to anybody but they still have a third left of the season well 27 or so games left to play so they, they still have a lot to show the the audience but they I, I believe the, the best is still yet in store for us Absolutely. You know, you talk about how we went into the post, all you know, coming into the all-star break, you know, we had that or they had that team meeting where they pointed out some defensive stuff. They were upfront and honest with each other. And after that, they went five and one, right, with uh, beating the Bucks, beating the 76ers, beating the Magic, who are having a good season as well. Um, and, you know, also with Wembenyama and the Spurs uh, as well, we're able to beat them. You know, something that uh, Tim Hardaway, former Heat player, said is that Terry Rozier needs to be unleashed, right? So, you know, continuing to add to that point, right, um, what else do you think maybe a full strength at a roster adds to this Heat team? And what does that look like to you, Matt? Um, that's interesting because the rotation is so it, – it's going to get so weird at certain points because we don't really know, like, who's going to be in the 9-10 man rotation for the rest of the regular season. Assuming everyone is healthy, when that becomes the case, once Josh gets back, once Terry gets back, um, I think we'll see more, like, we'll see more defensive, like, aptitude with DeLon Wright, and I think that's really important. As you mentioned, like, the point of attack defense and what he can provide. It also makes him a little bit more switchable too because you can have a guy who's six five six six with a plus two plus three wingspan who you could switch onto threes and fours and make it a little bit more versatile so it's not caleb martins it's not haywood highsmith getting those reps and um having to having to size up if they need to like you have a guy in delon Wright who he may not be like the biggest biggest guy in the world but he could certainly hold his own he has a good center of gravity um and so he definitely adds that the full uh, but like to Mateo's point, Jimmy Butler's the engine, like the heat go as Jimmy Butler goes. And you obviously need your top three to be fully healthy and ready with, I mean, they've only played 11 games together this season. I mean, obviously, you know what happened last year with Tyler Hero missing um, the majority of the postseason all but one half because he broke his hand. But really, if to make another deep playoff run, you need all three of your guys healthy. You really need your entire team healthy. And we haven't gotten a big enough sample this season. We really haven't gotten a big enough sample over the last two, three seasons um, to, to see what that really looks like when everyone's healthy. And so 
I mean, we, you hope that that ultimately happens at some point. Again, Terry's out with injury right now. You get DeLon as a stopgap, but Josh is also out. DeLon can kind of fill in for both those guys to, in some extent as a playmaker, as um, a point-of-attack defender, as a spot-up shooter. Um, but we, it, we really won't see what it fully looks like until they actually get back because the rotation is going to get really funky I think towards the end of the season, especially when Spo figures out like, okay, who are my eight or nine guys that I can trust? Who are the couple of wild cards that could potentially fill in for 10, 15 minutes if we need them. And then once the playoff comes, that rotation obviously shortens. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I I think like you said, when Spo starts figuring out who's going to be his playoff guys, you'll start to know and you'll start to see those things, you know, look and, you know, be aware of that Bo is going to start throwing or continue to throw out some, you know, weird lineups out there. He's going to continue to experiment and test because that's what he does during the regular season, right? He'll test things out. He'll work and see, um, you know, which situation works against a certain type of offense, right? So that way, when it comes to the playoffs in a, you know, series where you're playing the same team over and over and over again, you start, you're able to make some of those minor adjustments that can make big changes when it comes to impacting a playoff series, right? So getting into before the playoffs, right? Obviously, we've won four of our last five. You know, currently we sit at the seventh seed at 30 and 25, right? Um, but the, you know, even the four seed, not that far off Knicks on a four game losing streak, we're only three games out of the four seed. And then you have the Sixers, the Pacers and us in in those all spots. So, you know, with that, you know, I don't think potentially the three seed, I think that's obviously a little high. It's a little lofty of a goal right there. Right. But, uh, Matt, I'll throw this one back to you, my man. How high do you think, and how far do you think this heat team can go seeding wise before the playoff comes around? I would say the fifth seed, like that's like the highest that I can see the seed going. I mean, they have the, the they're tied for the fourth per tankathon and easiest schedule remaining. I think the Knicks are like in like middle of the pack. Um, the others are towards the top two, and so like there could be room for drop off. Obviously, Philly doesn't have Joel Embiid for the remainder of the season. The Knicks have been dealing with injuries. Um, the, the Pacers to me are kind of like the wild card because I expect them to be better with an extended sample of Tyrese and Pascal. Um, and they're only a half game up on Miami in the standings. Orlando's tied with us. I think they also have uh, a harder schedule than Miami does to end the season. So I think Miami gets to five. I don't see them passing New York. I can see them passing Indiana. I don't think that's going to happen. I can see them passing Philly. That may happen, just depending on how Philly plays. Again, Philly's two and a half games up on Miami. They're in a little bit of a free fall because they're without Embiid, but I think Buddy Heald will will help them mitigate that a little bit. Um, obviously, with Milwaukee, they have like 10 of their first 14 on the road out of the All-Star break or something like that. Like They have some crazy road stretch that they're about ready to hit. And so they may tail off, but again, Miami's four and a half back of them. I don't see them passing them. Um, I don't think Miami has enough games on like, I don't think they have enough games remaining to, to pass some of these teams. I'll, I ultimately think they end up with the sixth spot. Um, but I, I see them getting up to five. I don't think they get much higher than that, especially without Terry uh, and Josh for an extended period of time, even though they're not their best players, they're still important players that, that, that help this heat team. I see them going – I see them being better than they were in the first half, Miami, but I don't see them getting past some of these teams at the top like Milwaukee and New York. 
No, actually. that makes sense. No, 100%. Like you said, you know, like you, it's it's tough with just only so many games remaining, only so many games that you're going to have healthy, right? You're also going to have to factor in when Terry comes back in, he didn't really have that much time to adjust in the first place, right? He was still acclimating to the Miami Heat offense, getting into everything with that. So there's still going to be a little bit of an adjustment period when it comes to implementing Terry Rozier back off his injury, right? Obviously with DeLon Wright, I feel like he's a little bit more of a plug and play type of guy where he doesn't really need the ball. He can be off ball. You know, he's able to, you know, play defense, do his own thing on that side of things. So you are going to see a lot more. I think maybe you can throw him at the top of a zone. You know, if you're throwing a, you know, one, two, two or like a two, three zone, like you'll be able to throw something like that. He can maybe serve as your Gabe Vincent type role, like what you saw last year, full court pressure, making, you know, the person have to turn their body a couple of times before even crossing half court. I think the can actually do and bring some, like you said, solid minutes. Um, I'm say I want to hear kind of like, you know, your thing, obviously, like you said. Or like Matt said, um, the six or five seed seems like more so I think Miami makes does make that push to not be in the play-ins because obviously with a guy like Jimmy, you want him well-rested come playoffs, right? Do you think that's the case as well? Or do you think we uh, we push a little bit higher with that? I, I do, but uh, real quick about the fourth seed. With three and a half games out of it and New York owning the tiebreaker, it's perfectly reasonable to get there. But, you know, it just, it just seems too good to be true. Like a college slacker looking at, you know, the last assignments at the end of a semester and being like, hmm, Maybe I could do it, but you know, if you see, if you know the history of the Heat, it's it's probably not going to happen, and they probably settle on the fifth seed. But let's let's go through these teams, like like Matt did. You know, the Indiana Pacers right now are sixth. I don't trust any team that's usually in the bottom five metrics for defense, as explosive and as prolific as their offense can be. You know, they're in a lot of close games because they can't guard well at the point of attack and they put too much stress on their back line. They can get got. The next team is the Philadelphia 76ers without their, uh, excuse me, without the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid. They've only won three out of their last eight since he got trampled on against the Golden State Warriors. You know, He's supposed to be reevaluated at, at, at you know on March sixth or seventh, but that was some gruesome stuff. It really wouldn't be a surprise if he missed the rest of the season. And it's very complicated and very difficult for a team that's missing their best player, the source. With it's built around to win without him, despite you know having nice players like Tyrese Maxey, uh, Tobias Harris are, are around him. Obviously, you know trying to pick up the slack. But next is the New York Knicks. This is another infirmary. OG Ananobi hasn't had a contact practice since um he well he had a shoulder surgery i believe on february 8th mitchell robinson got hurt in december and there's still he's still out for the foreseeable future julius randall recently hurt his shoulder the same is uh true for him isaiah hartenstein is one of the best backup bigs in the league he's dealing with achilles irritation and is uh I think questionable for tomorrow's game against the philadelphia 76ers jalen brunson cannot keep doing this on his own you know they were a team that I, I believe at one point they were better than 15 games over 500. They're like you mentioned earlier, they are on a four game losing streak. They're uh, 11 games over right now. They could keep falling. You know, it's perfectly possible that the Heat get there. It's just, you know, it, it just seems too good to be true. I'm going to settle on the fifth seed perfectly out of the play in, but, you know, just, just right outside of a, a home court advantage situation. But they, they also to get there, it should be mentioned that they need a good finish. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think this is something that's very interesting because I think, I mean, all the teams um, that are in that playoff hunt, they have somebody that's, 
you know, either out or injured, right? The Knicks are hobbled, right? We have Rozier and, and Josh out. You know, you have uh, the 76ers without Embiid. So, you know, if there is going to be a time for a push, you know, for Jimmy, Bam, Hero, and Duncan to lead this team, this is going to be the time, right? So this is going to be when it's going to be. And Van Lee actually, you know, brings up a great point, which we were actually talking about as one of our points. You know, what's more realistic and what's more effective, uh, Terry or Hero off the bench? So we'll get into that and kind of like the rotation – um, you know, moving forward, because with a couple of things that we saw, um, Duncan Robinson, when he starts, is one of the best shooters in the league, and he is super lethal. Coming off the bench, he is unfortunately not the same guy for whatever reason it may be, right? Whether the offense, you know, doesn't flow the same way when he comes off the bench, or maybe, you know, he just doesn't have the same rhythm coming into it, right? We see Duncan Robinson being one of the most elite shooters in the league, when he starts on this team now with Tyler hero, he's one of the guys that I think can be effective regardless off the bench or starting. So I think for this team to be most effective and to continue to have the most firepower, I would think bringing Tyler hero off the bench is the most effective. Now I know this is something that's been brought up a lot of, you know, a lot of times before. Right. But I do think, you know, when you have a team that struggles to bring offense to the floor and, you know, you have a guy, like Duncan Robinson, who can produce, you know, a good amount as a starter. And then you sub him out, you maybe sub Jimmy out, and now you have Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, maybe with Terry Rozier there, uh, with two guys at the top that can score the ball, that can help create for Bam as well. And then even with Jimmy and Duncan Robinson on the bench, right? But now if you do the opposite where you have Duncan off the bench, you have Hero, Rozier, Jimmy, and Bam starting, you have a couple guys that need the ball in their hands right off the rip. And it makes the offense a lot more clunky coming in. And, you know, I do think, you know, um, Hero off the bench is probably the most ideal move for this team. He can still give you, you know, 32 to 40 minutes a game off the bench, right? But now you maximize both Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Mateo, what are your thoughts? What do you think is the best lineup ideally for this team as far as that goes? Gentlemen, I have to take it a step further. When Duncan Robinson has been starting this year, he's not just one of the best shooters in the league. He's one of the best snipers in league history. A 48% clip from three-point range on over seven and a half attempts is some incredible stuff. And here's you know the thing why I want him starting. Tyler Hero has shown that he can thrive and as a bench player, and he won six men of the year two years ago. Duncan Robinson has not for this team. And, you know, I love the way the ball moves with the starting unit when Duncan is involved with that group. And, you know, it's it caters more to his gifts, being a catch-and-shoot marksman. Tyler Hero can do those things well, but, you know, he's much better when you let him put the ball on the floor and let him establish his rhythm, you know, breaking down a defender. He, he wants to have a lot of touches, more, much more than, you know, just being uh, a cheap knockoff of Klay Thompson. No disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but for, I'm, I'm just making a comparison. But listen, for, you know, uh, uh, for reference's sake, you know, Terry Rozier is someone that he got to be the starting point guard. And the, well, the most used lineup with him is next to Hero, Haywood Highsmith, Butler, and Adebayo. This team's effective field goal percentage is 54.8, which is not very good. That's in the 40th percentile of all lineups played this season in the NBA. And it's not one that defends very well at the point of attack. Now, Duncan is not a very good point of attack defender either. But what you get in offense with him is just 
it's, it's so much more. And, you know, you, you maybe if the defense is at the, is at the same level, but one of them is giving you so much more on offense, you're probably going to lean more in that direction. Last thing on Hero going to the bench. It's not a demotion as many people really think or want to knock him for. You know, I know, excuse me, I know players don't like it because it affects their ability to negotiate at the next contract and make some more money. But some of the best players in league history who are much better than Tyler have done it. For example, John Havlicek, who got eight rings and 13 all-star appearances, I believe had most of his games off the bench. Kevin McHale had most of his games off of the bench. And there is not one power forward today who has a better arsenal offensively than him. And Manu Ginobili, another monster as a reserve. He was a clutch closer for the San Antonio Spurs. And he has, he has um, four rings. He was off the bench as well. And, you know, if they can do it, you know, why can't Tyler? And, you know, the team just flows better when Duncan Robinson has started. So, you know, that's my position on it. Take the floor. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I mean, there's not much more to take, man. You've covered everything that you needed to cover with that. I think, you know, with that, like you said, it's just much more effective on both ends, right? You're not losing as much, you know, on the back end when you have to substitute a player in. Because Tyler Hero, you give him the ball against a couple of bench players. One, they're not. he's not going to be playing against a, the team's best defenders, right? He's going to have more opportunity. He's going to have more space, right? You throw him out there, you know, you're able to kind of make the, you know, the lineup be a little more athletic, a little bit faster, Right. You're able to move a little bit quicker, maybe create some fast break opportunities, him and DeLon right at the top. And then maybe you have like a Caleb, somebody else and bam. Right. And then you have a very athletic lineup right there that's also able to fend, switch multiple ways. Right. You know, so there's a couple things there that you can do to that. So as far as lineup changes and some things you'd like to see, I know Mateo covered a lot, Matt, but, you know, are there any other things that you'd maybe want to see more of when it comes to the lineups coming down to later and then also going into the playoffs of the season? Um, I don't think there's like, obviously you want to see DeLon incorporated. You want to see Terry when he gets back him and incorporate him with Jimmy, Bam and Tyler. Um, 
considering the again the sample with those three isn't the greatest. It's twenty games. If you incorporate Terry in there, that that dips a little bit. Um, but in terms of like, I just want to answer Van Lee's question really quick. What's better and what's most effective, or what's more realistic and what's more effective? Oh. Hero going to the bench is more effective, but Terry going to the bench is more realistic. Um, especially since Terry's coming off a knee injury. Like he's probably going to be coming off the bench those first two, three, four games. I don't know if that's going to maintain itself. I actually think what's going to end up being the reality is just Tyler and Terry both start with Jimmy, with maybe Caleb or Haywood, and then bam. I just think that's the most realistic because we've seen that before. Not that it's always worked to the betterment of Miami, but it's something that Spo, I think he's going to stick to his guns a little bit. He's going to be a little bit stubborn, I would imagine. I can't say that for certain. Maybe he did see something that he wants to change. Or maybe he's trying to test things out, um, and he wants to wants to change things a little bit during these final 27, 28 games. Um, so I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. Honestly, just my biggest wish is just to get guys back and make sure these guys just play an extended amount of time from a lineup perspective. Obviously, you want to see what happens with Terry and Tyler playing together. You want to see more of a sample of that. Just see how they initiate and play off each other. We haven't gotten the greatest sample of that yet. It's been fine. It hasn't been great. It hasn't been terrible, but it's been fine. Um, I would say just from without looking at the numbers of it. Um, but, yeah, that's really those, those are really my thoughts. Just get guys back. Whatever happens with the starting <laughs> – God forbid the Heat have the best coach in the entire league to figure it out. So they have. You're not wrong there. You know, like, you have the best. They have seven or eight. Like we could talk about all day about like, okay, what's better? What's here? Like they have seven or eight guys that they fit have to fit in the five spots. To Mateo's point, it's absolutely not a demotion because some of these guys are likely going to be getting starters minutes anyways. So it's really not that big of a deal. You have the best coach in the league to figure it out. Whoever closes is more important than who starts, and even that's a lot more fluid than who starts on a night-to-night basis. So that that's that's my take on it. No, that makes sense, man. That makes sense. Now, um, keeping it right here with like you know getting into like that playoff push with the lineup. Once we get deeper into the playoffs, who do you guys want to face? Right when it comes <laughs> to that first round matchup, there's a couple ways it could go. Right as it currently sits, you know, let's say we go to the sixth seed, we're gonna get the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. If we go to the five seed, more than likely we get the Knicks. I do think the Knicks have a better chance of staying afloat than the 76ers with the Embiid injury. Um, so when it comes to that, I mean, I think that's a pretty simple and easy question. Right. Um, but over, let's just put all three teams in there. The 76ers, Knicks, Bucks, and let's say the Cavaliers even drop a little bit. Right. Out of those four teams. Who do you guys – we see Milwaukee in the comments. I love that. Um, who do you guys want to see in that first round? Matt, I'll start with you. Hey, it's got to be either Milwaukee or Philly. I have not – I do not want to play New York, and I do not want to play Cleveland. Um, especially like – I mean, Cleveland last year, they were a little bit more fragile in terms of like their, their toughness, like – that's what we saw in the first round against the Knicks. Like they just didn't have the toughness, especially on the, on the glass. I think they built that up a little bit this year. Um, obviously even when Mobley and Garland went out, 
you saw them kind of revamp what they do from a defensive standpoint. They became one of the best defenses in the entire league, and they've been the best defense, I think, since the calendar year flipped. And so, like, this is a really good defensive team. And then you have Donovan Mitchell on the other side, who I just don't really care to see in a playoff series. Um, You can make Donovan Mitchell heat jokes, whatever all you want. I just would rather not face him in a playoff series, even with how young this team is. Um, and then New York, because, I mean, we saw what New York did at the deadline. They got Boyan. They got Alec Brooks, some extra shot creation. They have Jalen Brunson. We saw what Jalen Brunson did to Miami last year. Um, obviously, you see the defensive infrastructure that they have with OG Ananobi kind of heading that snake a little bit. Josh Hart, Dante DiVincenzo. Like, they have a bunch of dudes over there. They have, they have Tibbs guys. Like, they have guys who, like – they're Tibbs, but they're on the court, um, and they're substantially younger than Tibbs um, and more athletic and all that. Um, but you have guys who are like-minded with their head coach and guys who they're like 8, 9, 10, 11 deep. I don't really want to see them in the first round. I'd much rather see Milwaukee, even though they have Dame and they have Giannis, two very good playoff performers, and they have and, – and Milwaukee um, because they're without the reigning MVP, even though – you want to beat the guys at their best, but in this kind of isolated scenario, if I had to choose between two of the four or one of the four, I'd probably lead with Philly because they're without Embiid. Then I would go with Milwaukee and then um, probably Cleveland, New York to follow with that. If I had to just rank them, power rank them in the order that I want to face them in the first round. No, that's a good point. You know what I mean? I, I think personally I might flip Cleveland and New York there. Um, just because the the length of uh, of Cleveland, you know, when he comes to the rim, you know, Jimmy's going to have a much harder time. You don't want him to just be a shooter. You know what I mean? And obviously with that, if OG comes back for the Knicks, he makes things harder for Jimmy, but at least still, you know, you have the potential to get it to the rim. Obviously, you mentioned Hartenstein and Mitchell, both those guys, you know, one or two might not be there for a playoff series. But Mateo, I think I know what your answer is, my man. But go ahead, fire off. Who do you want for the first round of the playoffs? I think the Milwaukee Bucks have to be the answer. Listen, this is a team that mostly deploys drop coverage. Tyler Hero will eat that stuff up. So will Jimmy Butler if he gets ahead of steam and you know ch- challenging someone like Brooke Lopez, putting him in foul trouble. Bam Adebayo, the way he has uh, developed a very good mid-range shot with some inverted pick and roll can destroy it as well. They're not a team that guards very well at the point of attack. They try to hide Dame on the shoot uh, on the player and the, um, the opposing team that can't put the ball on the floor like a shooter, or they'll put him in like a matchup zone in the corner. He is someone that could be hunted down repeatedly. And listen, a- apart from that, he's also been going through some personal stuff, so he's not the same player he has been uh, the last few years and when he's been healthy in um, in Portland. Anyways, apart from that. This is a Doc Rivers team now. Most of his adjustments come after the film room. Eric Spolstra has more than once outcoached him. And, you know, I believe if the Heat were to beat this team this time again, it actually might force, you know, Haslam and ownership to make some real tough decisions this summer again. But, no, I, I really think that the Milwaukee Bucks are the answer. This is not a team that doesn't appear to be unified for, for goodness sake you know their 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 coach was was canned and he he was someone who just got the job in the offseason that that type of stuff is not very common and obviously you know before that their offensive uh, coordinator which was Terry Stotts Dame's guy left because of you know 
the toxic environment. Obviously, he, he didn't get along with the said coach who was canned, but it's just been everything reported about this group just just bad, you know. So I think this is the team that's I, I was talking to you before the show, Matt, that it's like a, a wounded stag covered in blood moving past some grizzly bears. So, yeah, give them give, give the heat that group. No, I agree. And I mean, you even have Doc Rivers throwing, you know, Kawhi Leonard under the bus about wanting to trade for Shy. You know, he, he talks about the ownership of the Milwaukee team wanting to wait till the post All-Star break, making excuses already. You know, there's obviously the memes going around about Dame out of Dame putting Bam out of bio in his starting five over, you know, uh, Giannis in that list. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on there. And that's, you know, the mental fragility of a team is much easier to target in a way than like physical oh, yeah. fragility. Right. You know, so when you have a team that can break and like you said, Mateo, with their defense, they are not very good defensively. Right. Chris Middleton has regressed when it comes to his defense, uh, both offensively and defensively. Him and, and Dame don't look like a good match together too well. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, Giannis is Giannis. But, you know, with him, he's still not a guy that can space the floor. He's still a guy that, you know, for the most part needs to be in the paint for, to do that. Right. So you're able to potentially with having a guy like DeLon stick on uh, a Dame and then just kind of box up around, uh, you know, Giannis. There's much more. Uh, opportunity there because i think outside of those two guys it's hard to find someone that can really beat you right of course brooke lopez will be brooke lopez and he's gonna always be a heat killer for some reason right um portis might make some shots you know middleton sometimes turns to prime michael jordan at least for one game a series but you know outside of that i think that if you know we have the personnel for that one i think with the knicks it's a little bit tougher because defensively they can match up to us and kind of grind us down a little bit more um i do like you know the i think that matchup also could I would honestly think take that as my second matchup if OG, you know, doesn't come back as healthy as we think, right? Because um, with that, you know, I, I think with the Knicks, Miami is just one of those teams that it's just in history, ingrained. We are going to beat the Knicks no matter when that matchup happens. I don't see Coach Spo letting this team lose to the Knicks team. Uh, but I think, you know, a 76ers team with Embiid, with Buddy Heald, and with Tyrese Maxey is a very dangerous team in a way. I think that getting him another shooter and – I hate Kyle Lowry, but, you know, if he's able to play off the bench and, you know, just guide Maxi in the right way, that's really all they need him for is to help Maxi develop. So for some reason now he's okay being off the bench, according to the Philadelphia reports. But, you know, who cares? But, you know, I never wanted his ass in Miami anyways. Um, but, you know, when it comes to that, I think that, you know, Milwaukee potentially could be that matchup, you know, that could really just crack that team even more because they seem to be right now you know, breaking in front of our eyes, you know, which is crazy to see this early in the season. That can be fixed, right? The team can go on a crazy hot run, you know, but at the end of the day, it's I think that right now could potentially be the matchup that we're looking at. But guys, before we close it out, let's get to our next week or so prediction. Obviously, the Heat are going to be coming back, I think, the 27th or the 26th. Friday. No, Friday. 23rd. Um, so, yeah, we have over the next five games going up until next Saturday. We're going to cover a little bit more this time. So these five games, Pelicans, Kings, Trailblazers. Uh, and then we also have the Nuggets and the Jazz, right? So out of those five teams, uh, Matt, give me a quick record. Give me a quick breakdown. How do you think this team does over the next five games going into next Saturday? Um, I think they lose to New Orleans. I think they beat Sacramento. I think they beat 
Portland, even though that Sacramento one's kind of iffy for me. I think they lose to Denver because they always lose to Denver and Denver, and then I, th- then I think they beat Utah at home. So if my math is correct, I have them going three and two, although I could see them go three, two and three over that stretch. Um, the back-to-back, though, is a little bit tricky, but I don't think they beat New Orleans. New Orleans has been really good this year, like sneakily, um, even though they're like six in the West or something like that. The Kings, I go back and forth on because it is the Kings. The Heat do struggle in Sacramento. Just from what my memories suggest, I don't know if that's actually true or not. Portland, they should beat Portland. Don't lose to Portland. Um, they don't beat Denver, and they, they beat Utah. So I, I'll, I'll say three and two. I'll be optimistic. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty good. I, I think to your point, you know, we can't lose – to portland that's the one game if we go one and four that one has to be portland you know what i mean when it comes to that side of things um with the kings you know i'll always remember mario chalmers 10 threes against the kings um but i think we do potentially get that done uh mateo before i give my breakdown on, on how i think we do what's yours how do you think we do over the next five games over the next five i'm gonna go with three out of five i think they're gonna have a close one um well, I'm going to go with when they're, they're going to win their first three. They're going to beat the Pelicans, Kings, and Trailblazers, but lose in Denver and at home against the Jazz. The, I, I don't like their chances against the defending champions because, listen, for all the talk of, you know, the Nuggets have, you know, they try to be too cool about everything. I, I believe they'll try to send a message to the reigning East champions. Um, the Utah Jazz are a team that since uh, the calendar started, 2024, have been – uh, sneakily also very good and there were a team that scored 40 points in the fourth quarter recently against the Milwaukee Bucks and Doc Rivers failed to have any real adjustments in that game but I believe that they can beat the Pelicans in their building Zion for as as great as he is he's a very lazy defender for the most part when he's engaged he, he can be very good but for the most part he is very lazy and Jonas Valanciunas is someone who bites on every fake and you know not someone with the highest IQ to be a backline defender. Uh, the Kings, not a very good defensive unit as well. So give me three out of five. No, I think three out of five is a very good um, prediction. I do think we go four and one. You know what I mean? I think this team has um, shifted a little bit defensively. Yes, we lost Terry, right? You know, we obviously are going to not have Josh, but I think DeLon coming in is going to make this team a lot better defensively. Uh, I do see this team potentially having a lot more transition opportunities, you know, with him coming in, you know, even if it's just one or two a game, you know, that causing uh, getting to the free throw line, things like that. I think he's going to be able to make some disruptions on defense. And I do think that uh, we'll see like a better, more revitalized version of Jimmy Butler. You know, like Van Lee said, he had to go away for personal reasons. So hopefully everything is good with him now that he's able to, you know, fully focus on basketball and that he's more healthy, right? You know, having some time off at his age isn't a bad thing by any means. So, um, so yeah, I do think, I think we go four and one, you know what I mean? I think we drop to the Nuggets. Like you said, that we never win in this arena. Um, Pelicans, I think we beat. Kings, I think we beat. Um, you guys broke it down already, right? So, uh, Trailblazers, we absolutely beat. And the Jazz, I think that's going to be a tough one too, sneakily. But I do think we're able to squeak out and get that win there too. Uh, but yeah, three and two or four and one, that looks like the most likely. But uh, Matt, Mateo, guys, I appreciate you guys, you know, bringing the heat as always, bringing the knowledge. Uh, everybody in the comments, Juggernaut, Van, uh, you know, we had Mr. Donut, Dan, and then uh, also we had Daniel Berry Sports, you know, appreciate you guys all joining us and chiming in, man. That made it a lot better. So we really do appreciate you, 
you know, hopping in with us. We do have floor yours, floors yours coming up soon. So make sure you guys keep it locked in on the YouTube channel because we'll have that coming up. Um, I believe 930 if they're not starting a little bit sooner um, with that. So make sure you guys keep that locked in. If you haven't already, make sure you guys hit the like button if you love the Miami Heat with us, right? Um, make sure you guys subscribe already. And we'll see you guys next week and the next edition of the Miami Heat Floor Crew. So thank you guys as always. And let's go Heat. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.